we all go through the same things. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We all have very similar experiences, just no one's talking about it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So if I could just, no matter how hard it is, if I can just keep talking about it, I'm sure it can just help somebody. Do you struggle with turning your thoughts and ideas into tangible goals? Like trying to get into the career you have always wanted, but are afraid of, or creating a more organized living space? How about improving your financial health or finding ways to be more authentic in relationships? My favorite. Organize with Ollie is a compassion-led and customized coaching practice that helps you be more productive, find intuitive work-life integration, increase self-worth, and achieve your goals. They are offering the first 10 magical souls who sign up 50% off your first three sessions. Please use code SB50 on organizewithollie.com or direct message on Instagram at organizewithollie. Again, use code SB50 to get 50% off your first three sessions on organizewithollie.com or on Instagram at organizewithollie. And you can find these in the show notes. Chat soon. Everyone, good evening. I'm super excited for this podcast. It's been a while in the making. So I am very happy to introduce Ramir Williams. He is the founder of I Overcame Anxiety, and tonight we're going to be talking about his personal journey and everything related to anxiety. So, Rome, can you say hello to our audience? Hello, hello, everybody. I go by the name of Romare, Rome, or Rowell, whatever you want to call me. And just like she said, I'm the owner of I Overcame Anxiety, mental health consulting brand, also a clothing brand, and just touching individual souls one by one. For sure. You touched mine because I came across your Instagram and I was super hooked. I'm not usually like a TikTok video type person, but mm. your photos and videos struck me particularly because you were touch, talking about like such deep topics in such a fun, cool way. So can you talk about how you founded I Overcame Anxiety and what kind of led you to that point? Yeah. So um, in 2017, yeah, late 2017, I uh, really started to deal with like anxiety for like on a on a on a very like deep scale for the first time. Um, panic attacks, you know, things of that nature. Not the nerve, not the um, regular nervousness and things of that nature. Like straight out panic attacks, and um, I had to quit my job because of it. So once that happened. And I was just going through so much and I was just trying to figure out what was wrong with me. See, I thought I had heart problems. I thought like I I had no idea what anxiety was. Never like I've heard of it, but then and I've and I've had friends who've had it, but they never really went into detail about it. And I don't even think they understood it. So when it happened to me, I had I was just stuck in the wind. I had no idea what was going on. So that's when I started um going to the doctors and getting like regular checkups and stuff, trying to figure out what's wrong. And they were just like oh yeah, no, everything's fine. I was like, wait, my heart's fine? Yeah. My breathing's fine? I was like, there's no way. There's got to be. It's like, no, like, um, I think you just have anxiety. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way this is like anxiety. I was like, what? So after that, I started to do my own research and stuff. And that's when I found out. It's a very simple um, <laughs> fact, but I found out like millions of people have it. 
And once I found that out, I'm like, wait, millions of people go through this. And this was like so life altering for me. It was so life changing. I'm like, millions of people go through this and no one really talks about it like that. I've heard some people talk about it, but not really on a large scale. So immediately I was like, I need to figure out a way to help people once I'm able to help myself. So that's when I started doing yoga and um, getting into meditation and things of that nature. And for the first time, I was like, at a point I was okay in life. And that's when I started, I overcame anxiety. Super cool. I find that a lot. People go to the doctor and they want to find out what's quote unquote wrong with them. And a lot of times anxiety will actually go overlooked because people go into the hospital for panic attacks, thinking that they're having a heart attack when really it's just a panic attack. So what were your symptoms of anxiety? If you don't mind me asking, because I know everyone's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, chest tightness, um, shaking, like, like getting the hot and like and getting the chills, um, and definitely heart palpitations for the most part. Like I'm, I'm so afraid of like having a heart attack, like for, mm-hmm. for about, I think like a year and a half, like my heart, my hand was still on my heart all 24 seven, just because I would always check if it's beating right. And I feel like that yeah. would <laughs> create a panic attack because I'm always like, just so worried about it. Um, yeah. so definitely um, the heart palpitations was the biggest symptom of mine, uh, along with wow. all of the other things I named. Yeah. yeah. Is that how you knew that something was wrong? Because I think it takes a lot of bravery and courage to say, okay, something's not right. I need to seek help for this. Yeah, that's that, that was definitely the straw because I'm like, this doesn't feel good. And if, if anybody ever had a heart palpitation, it, it feels like a mini heart attack, like like literally like heart fluttering and it does not feel good. It does not feel like your heart is healthy at all. And that can just strike a panic attack like that. Mm-hmm. It's like stress most of the time. So if and it could come out of nowhere, like I can I cannot be having anxiety. I could be sitting still and then that would happen and then I'm like, oh my God, what was that? And then that was sparking. So getting rid of heart palpitations was probably my biggest goal because I felt like that bought on most of my panic attacks. For sure. I've dealt with anxiety and panic attacks, both panic and anxiety attacks, and really bad this summer, actually. I hadn't dealt with it for a really long time. And then I went through a breakup and my heart felt like it was going to explode. And Mm -hmm. I started freaking out because I'm like, I need to calm down, but I can't calm down because I can't catch my breath. So what did you find that really helped you? I know you mentioned yoga and meditation. Did you implement those tools when you felt anxiety coming on? Yes. Um, I started with meditation first while I tried it, but meditation is very hard to master. I'm a lot better at it now, but it was very hard to master. It was very hard for me to sit and just breathe. Um, so I tried yoga I don't know what made me try yoga. No, I, I looked it up. I looked it up. I think on Google it was like yoga meditation. I'm like yoga. I'm like I never tried yoga, so I just looked up on YouTube and found this lady called Yoga with Adrian. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> like oh, I, I don't even that. know her, and I would just want to meet her one day because she like kind of changed my life. So I would just do yoga. I had my little yoga mat in my house. I would do yoga in my room. And she gives you like 30 day challenges. So you would show up every day and she congratulates you for showing up every day. And I would just try to go for 30 days straight. She had a whole challenge where she would do it live and I would show up every day, every day. And I started to get good at it. I started to get flexible. I started and it was nice because for me, I'm an athlete. So it made more sense to 
breathe and move instead of sit still. So I think that's what the difference in meditation and yoga was for me. I like moving while I'm breathing. So it's, and people could say, you know, they could like meditation more too. But for me, it was yoga. Like that did it for me. That helped. Yeah. It's so healing, especially physical movement, even like working out, going for a walk outside or mm. like taking your inner turmoil out, like through kickboxing or just running or whatever. And I love yoga because it's like a moving meditation. So right. I think a lot of times when we start to feel some type of way, like a panic attack or anxious, we hold our breath and we clench and we tighten up, but yoga kind of helps us to just de-stress and loosen that tightness and kind of control our breath all the while. So I love that you do that, especially as an athlete, because I try to get so many of my guy friends into yoga and they're like, oh, I don't need to stretch, but doesn't it make your workout so much better when you stretch? Pro athletes uh, do yoga, <laughs> and and I didn't realize that too because I kind of had the same mindset. You know, guys like we were like that seems feminine like to do. Like even I got laughed at. It was like, wait, you do yoga? Like when I first started doing it, but I didn't care. I was like, I feel amazing. I was like, you guys are missing out. Like, what are you talking about? So it's a, it's amazing because especially like as an athlete, doing it before the gym or just doing it to start your day. Like I feel like it's it's the best way to start the day. Exactly, and. A lot of guys, I feel like, think it's not macho to do yoga, but like girls love that shit. Like if a guy says that he does yoga, girls are like, oh my God, like that's so cute and hot. So I just feel like get over the masculinity thing and just try yoga class. Like it will change your life. Yeah. That's why I think men, I want to do a whole like segment just on like men and their anxiety because I know they... just from that just from the like stigma of having to be so masculine and like you know show your masculinity all the time you, where do you show like a, a um a sign of weakness mm. quote unquote, for anxiety and and actually can get praised for it or so that's why people don't want to open up about it especially men so I, I think that's something that we have to get over like in general so true I completely agree and I think a lot of men as I'm sure you know, are kind of ashamed or embarrassed to talk about mental health struggles. Like a lot of girls that I know, my girlfriends are like, I deal with anxiety. They're very open about it. But I feel like in our society, it's like you said, seen as kind of a weakness. So what do you think most men in your experience um, get kind of anxious about that society kind of stigmatizes? Well, it's, it's kind of like not feeling like you have control um a lot of men like being in control and so um anxiety rips you from that control um so so that's one reason and you you just don't feel like you you're mentally strong or physically strong at that point it seems weak on the forefront you know you were told from a young age as men to like don't show emotions why are you crying like stuff like that so I think it's trauma from being young and the and the stigma of what men have to do in order to be a manly man so I I think it's all of that and something that we can get over because I got over it so um Mm. everybody else can yeah I would love for you to touch on this if you feel comfortable one of my best friends she is a woman of color and she deals with mental health struggles and she says that for a lot of people of color it's like taboo to talk about mental health is that your experience as well and if so how did you kind of navigate that 
Yeah, definitely. I actually didn't realize um, how important it was to like the black community until I started speaking about it, because I know a lot of people because there were people in my space. I know people might not look for, but I always look for I don't call them competition, but people that just are in the mental health space. And there's a lot of people that talk about it, but I don't really see people of color talking about it, to be honest. People would tell me that it was like, oh, it feels so genuine hearing it from a black person. And I was like, like, yeah, maybe I'm like not not saying I'm probably not the only like black person who talks about it, but that's when somebody said it to me. And then and then I realized I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? The black community has their own type of thing with anxiety and, and, and dating back to like our struggles of our ancestors yeah. and things of that nature. So that, that's a big topic to touch on as well. Yeah, I feel like intergenerational trauma is kind of wired into the cells of your nervous system, whether you know it or not. And I love that you're talking about that because I've heard that from so many of my friends that they wish that more people that looked like them and spoke like them would be out and open about it because a lot of times it's kind of shunned and shamed and shushed in their families from what I've heard. So I just think that that is so important, the work that you're doing to help people feel less alone and validated in their struggles. Yeah, definitely. It's like funny now to see because I get I get comments that people are like, (laughs) it's just funny to me, but they'll say this isn't true. Get over it. Like on that ad that you saw, um, so many people said so many mean things. Uh, I a lot of nice people said nice things, obviously. But this, this guy, what did he say? He said, um, "Yeah, he said uh, I think you just because it was like don't use the J word because I was like, oh, don't say I'm just overthinking or just do something." Uh. Like and he was like, "I think you're just overdoing it, and you just and you need to just shut up." Like he made a joke like on the just thing, and I was like, "It's so funny how people are." But I guarantee you. <sighs> he has anxiety so <laughs> was he was he kidding or was he serious no nah, he was serious I oh I hate people <laughs> <laughs> I know but it's funny to me because because I've seen so many people like switch like it include my own friends like when I started like this was 2017 so it's a lot different than it was because like after COVID that's when a lot of people started dealing with anxiety for the first time so uh, people are more vocal about it now but when I started it was like <laughs> the craziest thing ever to talk about and it was like oh man you just need to get over it man I don't know like what's wrong with you and then later on those same friends will circle back and say hey bro like how'd you get over anxiety actually I'm done I'm like and I didn't throw it in the space or nothing obviously I love that yeah I think they're probably just in denial or not willing to come forward and be vocal about their own struggles so they just are quick to kind of judge other people Mm -hmm. exactly so that's why I never it doesn't upset me because everybody if you haven't went through it yet like I feel like you will because there's something like life is just going to rock you I believe like everybody, like everybody's going to do something. So when you have your time to really have a tough time in your life, that's when it's going to kick in. And then you'll realize that, you know, that, that might not kick in. Sometimes it might not kick in until you are my age. Like it kicked in when I was in my teens, but sometimes it don't kick in until you're 30, maybe like who knows? So, yeah. Yeah. It's a very common experience. And I feel like it's easy to kind of judge people when you haven't gone through something to say like, oh, I would deal with it X, Y, and Z way, or I would never do that. But until you go through it yourself, you really can't understand what a person is going through, I feel like. Right. And that was me. So 
I kind of can be honest with myself too. I never said like, oh, what's wrong with this person? I was never mean with it, but I had this friend. Um, she was a girl and she was going through it. We were like in like eighth, eighth grade, ninth grade. And obviously I never understood and I couldn't understand, but I was like, man, how is she having anxiety? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And then later on, I told her, I was like, yo, like, wow. She was like, I know. Right. And so that's why I was that person too. I wasn't mean like these people are, but <laughs> I was that person too. So that's why I have some patience with people. Cause I know that they just don't know. Mm, yeah. We've all been there when we've kind of had preconceived notions about something. And then years later we go through it ourselves and we're like, damn, like I have more compassion now because I'm actually experiencing it. And I think especially with mental health, right? Because with physical health things, like if you came down with diabetes or back pain, like it doesn't feel like a personal feat. It kind of feels like, oh, this happened to me. But I think with mental health, for some reason, we kind of feel like we're not doing something right on the inside and we have to fix ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's very internal because then we look for external things like I want to fix it, but it's very internal, I believe. And that's kind of what I say in my videos, how internal it can be and how much it can date back to some childhood trauma and a whole bunch of variables it can be. And, it's, and it differs for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Was there anything in particular that you found triggered your anxiety or maybe made it worse? Yeah, um, I actually just uh, did a video on this. Um, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a topic that like, I feel like a lot of people don't want to touch on. You know how everybody's pro-weed and I'm not anti-weed, but um, for sure, weed has brought on a lot of my panic attacks and I just didn't want to believe it because I did like it at a point, but once I stopped, I think I stopped for two years. It was like instant. <laughs> like I just yeah. stopped having it because smoking like with the tightness of the chest and, and all those things, um, it could bring it on. And um for me, if I like drink or smoke, that boosts whatever mood I'm in. So I'm not the type to escape, you know, mm -hmm. I can't just escape because it doesn't it doesn't heal and it doesn't make me feel better. It just makes me feel more of what I'm already feeling. So sure. that's what I was doing for a long time. And I feel like it's a I feel like it's like that for some other people too. Um, I'm actually kind of doing some research on people with like ADHD and I know we helps them better because that's the people who I get pushed back from on it. They'll be like, no, it definitely helps me. But if you have ADHD, then it kind of like balances you out because you, you're already a little bit more hyper. So it kind of calms you down. See me, I'm already a chill person. So we makes me more chill than I want to be, or it makes me more, <laughs> I, I hate the not having control of my own body. So it'll make me freak out and that could bring on a panic attack. So it, I would say weed is like, was one of the biggest triggers that I have to be honest with myself about. That's so interesting. Thank you for saying that because there is a lot of controversy on this. And I think we can really help so many people with physical okay. and mental health struggles, but it can also exasperate and make mental health worse for some people. In particular, I read uh, that there was a research study done that people that are predisposed to having the gene for schizophrenia, smoking pot can turn on that gene and it can be induced within months. So mm. it's really interesting that you said that. Mm, that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's doing something to our brain, our neurochemistry. And especially when I did edibles once, I don't know why, but my ex gave me the whole Rice Krispie treat. 
and I had never done edibles before. And I have to tell you, I had the worst trip ever because I started freaking out because I became so dissociated from my body that I was like, I am losing control. And I was just crying for like three hours. So I would say use carefully if you are going to use it and know like what you're doing so that it doesn't bring on a panic attack. Yeah, I think a lot of us have a story like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't a Rice Krispies treat, but I believe it was a brownie. Mm-hmm. Guy told me to eat half. I ate no. four. It's <laughs> I ended up, yeah, freaking out. Not on this earth. Body can't feel it. Can't, you know. <laughs> it's terrible. Edibles yeah, well, I'll stop I mean I just can't it's it's not for me it's too mom I can't do it <laughs> yeah it's not for everyone have you tried CBD because it's like you get the medicinal properties of the hemp but without the THC and I know that helps some people with anxiety yeah um I actually have and I did like it but for me I feel like it was it 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 was relaxing but it kind of didn't get me to where I was trying to go. I maybe for like smoking weed all those years and stuff. So um, I just, so I felt like I wanted more after doing it. I was like, okay, I can't do that. But I see why people like it though. You know, CBD gummies. I'm actually, I was sponsoring a CBD company for a little bit because it, it does help a lot of people. Um, so uh, you'll see me talk about it. And like I said, I'm not like anti-weed or anti-none of these things, but I, I know myself so much. And that's why I teach people to like talk about just knowing yourself and listen to everybody else. Just, you know, what's affecting you and don't just do things because it looks cool and everybody else is doing it. So yeah. yeah, what works for someone might not work for you because everyone is different. So speaking of people, I want to talk about relationships and anxiety and how people have kind of broach the subject with you being so open about your anxiety. Are there judgments that people say or assumptions that they make or myths? I know, for example, saying like, oh, just calm down. Like that's probably so invalidating and unhelpful. So how have people treated you with your anxiety? Have you had good experiences, bad? Yeah, um, definitely more bad than good. Just again, because people don't understand. So even with my own mom, (laughs) Uh, I found out that my dad had anxiety, so he understood, but my mom, they, they, like I said, I think everybody has anxiety, but there's different levels, so it's definitely a, a lower level for my mom, and um, she, she still to this day doesn't understand, she, but she's a lot better at, if I was to have an episode in front of her, she would be a lot more caring than, than she was in the past, so um, I think she's grown with that, but I definitely had my experiences of people saying, you know, unvalidating things like that and um just saying well like you you, maybe you need to take a walk or something maybe maybe I don't know like just but they don't know what to say so I think that's the problem so I feel like I teach people to say hey um can I help how can I help you know what I'm saying like instead of trying to figure out um or try to just name random things um you should say how can I help because then we'll tell you like mostly what we need like or we could just say if you could just sit here next to me or if you could just like just wait right here, can I hold your hand? Like you know, something small like that can like um, knock down a panic attack. Uh, just something that simple. Yeah, that's much more comforting than saying, "Oh, just get over it. It's not that big of a deal." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the worst. Yeah, uh, that's big, and I and a lot of people they don't know because it's a part of our fault too because we don't we can't really explain it because anxiety is hard to explain. So what I 
what I tell people to say is I can't trust my body right now. I think that's the best way you can kind of, um, I like that because yeah, you literally can't, you, you not, you can't pinpoint what's going on, but you just know that, uh, I don't I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel confident and in, in standing right now, walking like my heart. I don't feel confident in my, in my organs. Like just, I cannot trust my body right now. So I feel like that's the best way to explain it. And then if the other person say, how can I help? Now that's a healthy relationship of a non-anxiety person to an anxiety person, sure. Yeah, for sure. The type of anxiety I've dealt with is PTSD and social anxiety. Do you experience anxiety socially at all? Yeah, um, and it's funny, I learned to stop asking like, or stop saying, hey, you have social anxiety? You don't seem like, <laughs> definitely don't oh, yeah. Like, but um, I definitely have it. For me, it's more like if so say we, if we were um, in person in front of each other, like I might would get you wouldn't notice it, though. Like I own it's in my head, but yeah. sometimes I might get like uncomfortable for some reason, like staring at somebody else's eyes, like stuff like that. But um, it's not it's not really um, super severe because like I'm pretty. Um, outgoing person but I think outgoing people still do have social anxiety and that's and that's what it is for me like usually like just face-to-face confrontation kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. for sure I used to have it so bad I'm telling you I wouldn't be able to look someone in the eye my hands would start shaking I would start sweating I would just be so yeah. awkward <laughs> <laughs> so awkward and I feel like exposing myself to people getting a job in retail when I was 20 like being forced to interact socially kind of helped me with it. I don't know if that was the case for you. Yeah, definitely. Just um, still having those conversations, still putting yourself out there and not like, oh, well, when if this happens, you know, I kind of just do the thing that scares me the most. Like for the longest time, I couldn't, I never wanted to work out because like I said, with the heart palpitations, like I felt like if, because if you work out, you know, you get your heart pumping. I felt like once my heart started going fast, I would get scared and that would spark a panic attack. But actually once I did it, it did the opposite effect and I felt good. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, got a sweat going, got my heart pumping and it did feel good. So always do the thing that you're scared of. That's how you overcome fear. Yeah, I love that. So wrapping up here, let's say someone's listening to this. It's really resonating with them, but they're really struggling with their mental health. What advice would you give them or maybe yourself in 2017 to kind of motivate them to know that they're not going through this alone and they can overcome anxiety? Um, First thing would be to research, because that's what I did. A lot of people kind of just sit and be hopeless and hoping the answers come to them, which they might not, because nine times out of 10, the people around you, they have no idea about it either. So um, I would do some research because that's where I felt um, I found yoga because it was just listed like on Google. Oh, how can I overcome anxiety? Uh, meditation, you know, uh, yoga, um, just pick one of the things and, and, and try to do it. You try meditation. Oh, that didn't work out. Cool. Let me try yoga. Oh yeah, that's a little better. So that's how it worked out for me. I would just kind of research and um, I would immediately start trying to find my triggers. So actually it's good to have panic attacks in the beginning because you can start to um, like document what brought it on. So that's what I started doing. I didn't want to have panic attacks, but I would be like, okay, I'm having a panic attack right now. What just brought this on? Oh, heart palpitation. That was definitely it. Oh man, once I smoked that blunt, that's when I started feeling this way. That's, you know, so a lot of people, they never document it. They just, oh, I don't know what brought it on, but no, there's a reason why I brought it on. You just didn't pay attention to it. So 
just pay attention to yourself, um, be real with yourself, ask the difficult questions, uh, and, and go through the journey hard. Sure. Love it. Yeah. I love how you said getting to know yourself and kind of taking a inventory so that you learn to navigate and have a tool belt of coping skills that work for you. And I really appreciate you bringing up the point of like, on the outside, you looked okay, but like you were really struggling internally. So I just want to hit home that like, we all can look okay. We all can put on a smile, but you never really know what someone's going through on the inside. So it's really important to just be understanding and have some compassion for everyone because we're all going through something. Right. It's shocking to me how like people, it's crazy. I've had full blown panic attacks in front of people. They had no idea. Wow. Talk about freaking out right in front of their face and they had no idea. And it could happen still to this day. And I'm like, that's crazy. Sometimes I'm like, or is that a compliment? Like, do I put it together well? Or is it like, nah, or is it crazy that people can't even realize that, you know what I'm saying? I I couldn't tell if it was a problem or not, but it's just crazy how people don't know. So you never know what somebody's going through. And uh, I think educating the people who don't have it so severe is the key to helping the people who do have it severe as well. Yeah, for me, when I would be going through anxiety attacks in public, I was so insecure and humiliated, but I feel like everyone is so like focused on themselves, not to sound like everyone's selfish, but we're all like thinking of ourselves that most of the time people don't even notice if you feel embarrassed, like we take ourselves so much more seriously than everyone else does. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like me, I I will be able to pick up on certain little things because if you see me like, I don't know, put my head down or like, or like scratch my head, is that's my sign of like anxiety. When I start, if I start touching my hair or I start, that's yeah. like a little nervousness, like kicking in. So I'll be able to pick up on small things, which it doesn't look like that big of a deal, but if somebody did it in front of me, I would, I would be able to pick it up and be like, like everything. Okay. Like, you know, I'm here if you need me. And then, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like it helps, you know, just picking no up doubt, yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, yeah. definitely alcohol too. I got to talk about that um, in my next video because I've been talking about weed, but I got to talk about alcohol too. People drinking and then the next day when you hung over because all the alcohol, it kind of like kills all your happy um, in your brain. And the next day you wonder why you're shaking and, and uh. the next day you're so bad because, <laughs> you know, um, and, then you, and then you do the thing over again. So you try to drink more to... Uh, yeah you know cure what you just went through and then now you're just putting yourself back into the loop so definitely need to talk about that as well in my videos yeah please do because it's such a harmful cycle I think a lot of people especially in their 20s will drink when we go out to kind of mask that anxiety and gain that liquid courage but then you end up having to become reliant on alcohol to seem fun or careless or whatever and then you just feel like shit the next day, especially the older you get. I'm telling you, I cannot have a hangover anymore. <laughs> you telling? Oh my god, so, not at all. Like it's crazy. I noticed like now I got to drink during the day if I do. I'm very small, like like one beer, like type guy. And then if I feel anything, if I go throughout the day, by the time I'm ready to lay down, it, it's out of my system. So I can't drink at night. And if I do, and sometimes I still make the mistake, you know, on friends' birthdays or something, they're like, oh, come on, you know, peer pressure like that. And mm-hmm. 
it's a mistake every single time regret it every single time because oh, yeah. <laughs> and then going to sleep getting the spins like it's it's not a good mix so <laughs> definitely tell people in some videos and tell them that the effects of it and you can still do it but just expect this to happen you know um i think we need honesty in the anxiety community sure. yeah everything in moderation Definitely. yeah well I so appreciate you coming on here and educating everyone and just being so vulnerable with your own journey. So can you tell people what you're working on and where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me at um, at I Overcame Anxiety on Instagram and on Facebook at I Overcame. Um, That's like my nonprofit, I Overcame. So anxiety, that's where it started with. But then once I noticed, oh, like, people struggle with so many things and it's kind of like a lifestyle. So I was like, okay, I, I overcame disability or I overcame breast cancer. I, you know, so that's my little way of like branching out with not just anxiety because people need help, like and motivation with everything. So um, I overcame, that's where that name comes from for Facebook. And um, I am working on um, an ebook and actually a physical copy too. It's going to be called Anxiety is a Compliment. I actually been in the work for like, maybe like a couple of years now, because I want to make it good. Like I'm writing, people have made um, books on mental health and stuff. So I kind of really want to put my own spin on it, put my own tactics on it and, and really see if I can help some people. So anxiety is a compliment. That's like my little, that's my way of saying like, anxiety is a good thing. Cause we look at it as a bad thing. Like, oh no, we have anxiety, but me, I feel like it can push you to your purpose. Like I have, I have fear of like, being so average and not chasing my dreams and like you know I have anxiety my anxiety helps me it kind of pushes me to a new level so that's how I kind of think about it so me living with it doesn't really bother me because it elevates me at the same time so yeah anxiety is a compliment oh it shows you how strong you are too and how resilient you are for going through what you went through and coming out that much better on the other side I I love that Mm -hmm. it's a success story every time and I know a lot of people out there probably have success stories that they're just keeping in. So let's see if we can bring it out of everybody. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. And I will be sure to link all of your socials and everything like that in the show notes for people to check you out. Thank you so much for listening to Spiritual and Bipolar with Lauren Coletti. If you would like to support the show, you can enter to win a $25 Avi gift card by rating me five stars and sending me a screenshot of your five-star review via Instagram, which I will list in the show notes. If you are enjoying Spiritual and Bipolar, I would love it if you shared with a friend or someone you think could benefit from the show. I would love to hear from you, so never hesitate to reach out and tell me your thoughts, suggestions for guests and topics, or apply to share your story on the show. All my love.